Welcome to Brisbane West Vineyard's podcast. It's great to have you with us. We're a community of people sharing God's love, power, and life that's revealed in Jesus. We gather Sundays, 5pm, at Good News Lutheran School in Middle Park. We exist simply for the King and His Kingdom, that His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're going to focus our attention on some words written about 3,000 years ago. Um, And I'll be referring to some wisdom from some others that stuff that's happened relatively recently, only maybe um, 2,000 years ago. And again, some stuff that's happened in the last century. Um, And I'm going to bring that all together as to how we can apply Psalm 23 in 2024. How that all looks. And so let's have a look at Psalm 23. It's on there now. And if you read with me on there, because it's the Ken Farrah phrase. All right, there's, I've twisted some stuff than what you're going to find in traditional versions. The Lord Yahweh is my shepherd. I shall not want. He causes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his reputation. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because you are with me. Your rod and your calf staff they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I dwell in the house of Yahweh permanently and forever. And you'll see some of the changes there that also came out in the themes from what was in worship and what Jonathan shared as well. So if we go and we start at the beginning, Yahweh, the Lord. I want to stop here that we're talking about the Lord, not a Lord. Not any God, not one of the however many Hindus have or whoever else has or the animists, but the Lord. And his name is Yahweh. And Yahweh is the word that's used here. Um, But it's also the word that's used for the Jews, for the Hebrews, that they cannot say the name of God. And it's typically spelt in Hebrew without the vowels, so it's YHWH. And we call it Yahweh. And as Jonathan shared, the I am. The I am that I said I am. The creator of all things, the all-powerful one, the all-knowing one, the one ever-present 
and who have I missed? There's four. Omniscient, I'm... <laughs> help me out. Omnipotent, always, omnipresent, always with us. And so, this is who that is referring to. The Lord. Right? Don't get it confused. And we go back, it is not my, it is not the God, it is not the Lord who says you're not good enough. It is not the Lord who is controlling you, who is causing fear to be with you. It is not the Lord who, in our lives, the little L-O-R-D, that tell us that it's time to get angry. It's time to, you don't need to take that from that person. They shouldn't be doing that to you, being indignant. That's not who this is talking about. This is talking about Yahweh. And the Lord is my shepherd. And those, that phrase, Ra'ai. In Aussie, we call it Roy. Yahweh Roy. <laughs> um, because we're Aussies. How else are you going to pronounce R-O-Y? It's got to be Roy. <laughs> um, so, the Lord is my shepherd. And if we go to the next one, thanks. The Lord is my shepherd who, I, who shall not want. I shall not want. I've got to get a bit clever here. I hope this works. I want you to all get our left hand out and we're going to we got five words the Lord is my shepherd okay the the hold it with your left with your right hand hold your finger hold your thumb the which is a definitive word which we've just been talking about it's definitive the Lord Yahweh the Lord is Another very simple but definitive word, not maybe, not sometimes, not when he feels like it, not after he wakes up from a nap, not today because he's grumpy, no. The Lord is my. Now we grab a hold of this finger and what's the, what's the significance of this finger? It's the ring finger. It's a finger of relationships, Right? The Lord is my, with relationship, who cares about me so much. The Lord is my shepherd. He looks after me. Those five words are what Psalm 23 is all about. The Lord, understanding who he is, the Lord... Yahweh, the I am, is my shepherd. And we'll see how this pans out as we go through this psalm. 
the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Well, duh. If Yahweh is my shepherd, if Yahweh is watching over me, how could I ever be in need? Duh. Right? He causes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And we're stopping it there for now. But if we go, he restores my soul. Again, a bit of a no-brainer moment. If I'm lying in green pastures beside still waters... That just speaks of so much restoration to me. If I'm chilling in a riverbank, having fun, doing whatever, everything's provided for, what's the problem? It's a time for restoration. It's a time for restoration. He takes us there and there are times when we need to be careful that we don't walk past those times. We don't think, and Jonathan again did it this evening, he stopped to give time for what God was doing. We need to stop Another psalm says, be still and know that I am God. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his reputation, for his name's sake, for his reputation. Yahweh leads me. And he's with me. We've been all over that. But I'm me. I don't always follow him, right? And when I'm not following him, when I'm not with him, I am likely to maybe not bring credit to the name of a Christian's. Have we ever been in a conversation and somebody has said to us about somebody else and, and you're thinking, they're Christians and they've caused this offence and it's a real offence and, well, that's where they haven't been following in the paths of Jesus' righteousness, of Yahweh's righteousness. So, so when we go when he leads us, we don't bring or we bring, we maintain his reputation. And right here, I'm going to stop and bring in some, as I was preparing this, these contradictions seem to come to my mind. Contradictions are not. Job. As Job was challenged and everything ripped right out from underneath him, he continued to honour the Lord. 
David, who wrote this psalm, had been chased and was trying to be... The king wanted to kill him. If King Charles wanted to kill us, well, it could probably happen. The king wanted to kill him. And in the midst of that, David writes this psalm. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his reputation, for Yahweh's reputation. And if we come a little closer to home to Paul, he, he, was, he was always in trouble, wasn't he? It was only, he only got out of trouble long enough to get back into it. Um, and we go on. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Again, the, what I just quoted wasn't what's written there, even though, but it's even when. The though and the when in English is interchangeable. They mean the same thing. Even though it means, well, when it happens. But somehow, in my mind at least, the though is a bit softer than when it happens. Right? As I look around, all of us have been on the planet long enough that we've had our whens, right? <laughs> we've been through some tough times. We've had some stuff happen that isn't what we thought we wanted to happen. So even when stuff happens, even when I walk, it doesn't say even when I lie down and, and, and wallow in self-pity, so don't stop, keep walking's the tip here. Even when I walk through the valley, right, we've got some more pictures here. Even when I walk, don't stop, through the valley, not even when I walk into a uh, box canyon and I can't get out of it. No, no, no. Even when I walk through the valley, walk through. Keep going. Keep moving forward. I broke a leg a number of years ago. And it took about five weeks, six weeks for the bone to heal. And then about another six months for me to get my strength back. And such that I kept moving in spite of the injury. I didn't deny the injury, but in spite of my injury, I kept doing what needed to be doing. I had a brace on when it needed to be on. And when I could change the, the angle of the support from 15 degrees to 30 degrees to 50 degrees to whatever and doing my exercises, right? I kept moving forward despite the injury. I took the time to heal, but I kept moving forward. 
So even though I walk through the valley, even though bad stuff happens, bad stuff happens to good people. Ever heard that? Ever lived that? <laughs> Ever thought, I'm a good person, why is this bad stuff happening to me? Well, just cause. Just cause. The bad stuff that happened to Job was a specific scenario. But just cause. All right? If, you, if, if you're walking through the valley and your valley is going downhill, it's a bit of an easy situation. It's okay. You know I'm stuff. Sort of like, like my broken leg. I knew the outcome. I knew what had to happen. I knew where I was going, what was going on. I never got bogged down in a broken leg. It wasn't a fun time, but... If you're, walking, if you're walking through a valley of, that's easy and going downhill, well, keep going so you can get to the picture I gave earlier in the green pastures near the creek. If your valley is going the other way and you've got a bit of a hard slog climbing the valley to get to the plateau... There's still a valley that comes out the other end. Keep going. Keep slogging through. Keep doing your exercises. Keep seeing it. Do whatever needs to be done to process it. Don't deny the hurt. Don't deny the valley of the shadow of death. But keep going through it. Come out the other end. And then you can look from the top of the plateau, if you have one of those really heavy ones from the plateau and look back and see that was that monster. Remember that cliff face there? I remember that. But you've now got a whole different perspective on it. You've got a perspective of victory. That I've been there, done that. <clears throat> so notice that it's not Death Valley. It's not the valley of death. It's the valley of the shadow of death. We will come out the other side. Until we don't. All right, but if we're walking through a valley of a shadow of death, we will come out the other side. Sometimes it just feels real hard and we've got to get some help to get us through it and take that help on. I've just nagged about that a bit. It's just a shadow. I fear no evil. Why do I fear no evil? Because you are with me. Yahweh, you are with me. I'm going to go back. We just had a pronoun shift. The first three verses, we're talking about God. The, your, the Lord Yahweh is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
He causes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his reputation. Even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because you. This just got personal. Taking on again the my shepherd bit. You are with me. Your rod and your car, your staff, they comfort me. Verse 5 continues in this same vein. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. A bit of secular wisdom, and this really is secular wisdom, although it... I got it through Lectico 365 app, so it must be okay, right? <laughs> it came through in October, in October last year. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never going to keep me down. Right? Not bad for a punk rocker? No. Um, so, I don't sing that as a 90s punk rock um, militant anti-government protest song, which is what it was written as. I sing it as an anthem of declaration over my life. And I have been singing that. And I have been singing that as a note to myself Take note my circumstances to the spiritual principalities and powers that try to deceive me, that try to lie to me, manipulate and control me. That's where I sing it to. I get up again. You might knock me down, but I get up again. Life isn't always a walk in the park. But I sing that with the confidence that Yahweh is with me. He is my shepherd. And if we go back into that first five words and apply it to everything we've read so far, the Lord Yahweh is my shepherd. And we grab a hold of those five words and really believe them, right? We're going to apply a different outlook on life. So, yeah, sorry, I've got to come back into my notes. I sing that with confidence that Yahweh is with me. It's all because Yahweh is my shepherd 
that I have that confidence. And if you are walking with Jesus, you know that too. But if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour tonight, if this doesn't make quite much sense to you, you don't know really what I'm talking about, but it sort of sounds interesting, come and have a chat with someone afterwards because we can help you with that journey. And I believe it's a journey worth taking. I've given examples of Job and David and Paul from the Bible. I'm going to tell you a story from a guy who has become my all-time World War II hero. And it's not the guy jumping the fence in the bike. Um, because I'm not much of a reader, I, um, it took me till the middle of last year to find this guy. When I read this little book called Radical, Radical Integrity, The Story of Diedrich Bonhoeffer by Michael Van Dyke. A quick background on Bonhoeffer to give everybody a bit of a sense of why he's my hero, in case you haven't quite caught up on him. He was a German Lutheran pastor, theologian and anti-Nazi dissident known for his opposition to national socialism. His ties to the conspiracy to overthrow the Nazi regime by killing, attempting to kill Hitler on the 20th of July 44 led to his execution in 1945, about four weeks before Germany surrendered. Another one of my questions. Why couldn't have God intervened and kept him safe for another four weeks? Anyway. His, theo his theological writings are regarded as classics throughout the Christian world and he lived his wisdom more than 80 years ago. In the last... In the last paragraph of the book, Van Dyke writes, in the last paragraph he writes, and I'm going to read it off my notes because they're bigger. Derek Bonhoeffer's life can serve as a model for 21st century Christians. Oh, hang on. That's us lot. Who are faced with the prospect of newly emerging paradigms and overbearing rulers. Think about this. This is written retrospectively about this guy's life. He was born over 100 years ago. His life can serve as a model for 21st century Christians who are faced with the prospect of newly emerging paradigms, the way we think, the way we're forced to think, and overbearing rulers. 
while the world will never make it convenient to be a disciple of Christ, Bonhoeffer showed that it's possible to grow in faith through any circumstance. And to be a disciple in any situation or dilemma. Yea, though I work through the valley of the shadow of death. The last sentence in the book. He, Bonhoeffer, also showed, however, that this could only be done if the disciple was willing to count the cost and to pay the price in full if necessary. So let's ponder that a bit. <clears throat> this is an example of verse 5. You prepared, a you prepared a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. That passage is, that sentence is about in the, the traditions of the day that the host of the, of the house would anoint the guests with oil. To say, you're welcome. I honour you. Come and partake. My cup overflows. That whatever you need, it's going to be here. You've got enough. But I was pondering that comment this week. I was looking at my lawn and watching the grass grow minute by minute. <laughs> But when the rain starts, when the ground is dry, we don't necessarily see too much effect of it because the ground just soaks it up. And then as the showers continue, and the deluges continue, but nothing like North Queensland, we then have overflow. That... I believe that we can stretch this to imply that as the Lord fills us, we can stretch. We can take a bit more. But we get to the place where somebody pokes at us, somebody pushes us, somebody looks at us and they see us leak God. Because we're overflowing with him. And they see us leaking the Father. Verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Rhetorical, rhetorical question, but what did the goodness and mercy look like to David, to Job, to Paul, to Bonhoeffer, to us? How do we apply that? And I dwell in the house of Yahweh permanently and forever.
it's worth mentioning, and Jonathan mentioned it earlier again, earlier. Our theology is of the now and not yet. As I looked at the verbs in that passage, and I dwell in the house, it is, there's, there's no verb attached to it. Sorry, there's no tense attached to the verb. So it doesn't say that it's future tense. From what I read. Um, and such that I dwell now in the house of the Lord forever. Permanently and forever. In conclusion, four steps. The first one. In 2024, like every other year, we're going to go through some stuff. Some good stuff and some other stuff. Don't deny the stuff. But don't get bogged down in it. Keep walking. Keep going through. Remember, the Lord is my shepherd. Yahweh Roy. The Lord is my shepherd. Point three. Even if I think I'm going through the darkest time, Yahweh is with me. Yahweh is my shepherd. Therefore, Whatever you're going through, remember that Yahweh Roy is with you. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Therefore, how do I respond? I'm able to respond out of the fact that I've remembered Yahweh is with me. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, including today. And I will dwell in the house of Yahweh now, permanently and forever. So as Jonathan mentioned earlier, if there's been anything from today's meeting, whether it was worship whether it was in the intermediate time, whether it's been something that I've shared. Um, I just encourage you, find someone to pray with. Um, if you want to chat with me, I'm available. Let's pray and go and have some fellowship. Father God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you that you are with us. That you are the God of creation. The I am. And you care for each one of us. You care for each one of us personally. And let us take that thought 
into whatever comes around in 2024, that you are with us. I just thank you for this, Father God. Amen.